Honest, real, raw, true conversation and prayer with God. down into the water and when you do the old person dies you come up out of the water as a new creation of Jesus Christ Hey, welcome to Church Experience. Thank you so much for spending part of your weekend with us. Now is a great time to grab your weeklies and head to your seats if you haven't already because the service starts in 90 seconds. I'm here to tell you today that God wants to set you free. Oh, yeah. He wants to set you free. with him grow in your walk with him get closer to him spend more time with him because he's better if you want your life to get better then get around the one who is better get around jesus get around the one who has power to change and transform your life get around the one who has the perfect grace for you and the perfect love for you and the perfect joy for your soul listen he is better
Welcome, CE family. I can't wait to see how God is going to work through today's service. When you are in the service, if you have any questions, comments, prayer requests, go to churchexperience.tv backslash connect or pull out your camera app and scan the QR code. Or if you always want to stay connected with us at CE, just hit the subscribe button. Love to hear from you, get back to you, and be praying for you, CE family. We are ready to jump into today's service. Would you stand with me as we spend time worshiping Jesus by singing to him? I don't want to be afraid, I don't want to be afraid, I don't want to fear the storm just because I hear you roar. I don't want to fear the storm, I don't want to fear the storm. Peace to me, still say the word and I will stand my feet upon the sea. Till I'm dancing in the deep Oh, peace be still You are here so it is well Even when my eyes can't see I will trust the voice that speaks I'm not gonna be afraid Cause these waves are only I'm not gonna be afraid. No, I'm not gonna be afraid. I'm not gonna fear the storm. You are greater than its roar. I'm not gonna fear the storm. No, I'm not gonna fear at all.
There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in When I look at the space between Where I used to be and this reckoning I know I will never be to me there was another in the waters holding back the seas and should I ever need reminding of how I've been set free there is a cross that bears the burden where another died for me there is another in the fire Dead left for dead beneath the waters. I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore. And should I fall in the space between what remains of me and this reckoning? Either way, I will bow to the things of this world. Another in the waters Holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding What power set me free There is a grave that holds nobody Now that power lives in me There is another in the fire There is no other name but the name that is Jesus. He who was and still is and will be through it all. So come what may in the space between all the things unseen and this reckoning. joy come every battle cause I know that's where you'll be I count the joy come every battle cause I know that's where you'll be
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus, that you're in the fire with us. That God, when it feels so hot, that when it feels like there's not much more we can bear, Lord, you take our burdens. Lord, we can't do this with life without you. We know we can't do it alone. We thank you for the burdens that you carry for us. God, we pray that whoever reaches, your word reaches, that they would just receive you. They would come to know you and feel your presence. And we ask this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. I just wanted to say that. I, I know we're kind of into it a few days. In fact, we've kind of closed the book on 2022, and we're already starting to write the first eight pages of 2023. And I don't know if you're a resolution person or not. Sometimes people say, well, I don't do resolutions. But for most of us, when we show up in January, we show up with some things that we want to do differently than we did the year before. And, and whether we call them resolutions or not, they are decisions, they are goals, they are places of growth that we want to see happen in our lives. And, and for some of us, we, we are getting close to what's called Quitter's Day. I, I didn't even know this was on the calendar, but there is a Quitter's Day, which is the second Friday of January, which basically says, whatever we decide January 1st to do, by the second Friday in January, we've already decided not to do. <laughs> well, hopefully we're doing a little bit better than that as we head close to that date. Uh, we made some resolutions, some decisions, again, some plans, whatever the case may be. For you, it might be about finances. Maybe this is a year you're going to get out of debt. Maybe this is a year you're going to save more. I, I better get a better job. I don't know what it might be. Maybe it has to do with your family. Maybe you decided that this year I, I, I really want to work on my relationship with my wife or my relationship with my husband or a relationship with my kids, and, and, and it may have something to do with that. What we're discovering this year for the very first time showing up in the top 10 list of resolutions or decisions or plans to move forward into the new year is this one, that people are looking for help. They're looking for help. They're actually making a conscious decision to not just say, hey, I need to get some therapy. I ought to get some coaching. I ought to get some counseling. But they're actually pursuing it and actually putting it on the list. And I would encourage you, this is not a marketing campaign for winning at home Tampa Bay by any means, but it is an encouragement to you that if you're going through some struggles, if there are some things that happened back in 2022 that you don't want to carry into 2023, then, then find somebody that you can talk to. Find somebody that can give you some help and give you some direction in dealing with that. But for most of us, for most of us, the top three things that will show up in the top ten things as far as resolutions or decisions or goals that we might set for this year have to do with these three. Exercise more, eat better, and, and lose weight. And lose weight. And so I thought that today, even though we're a couple days into the new year, we're still celebrating the new year, that I would give you a little bit of advice, maybe something that might help you to become more healthy. If this truly is the top three for most of us, then, then a majority of us are interested in finding out some tips or some hacks or some techniques to, to do better at this. And, and I would just say, here's, here's my idea. Here's my life-changing, revolutionary idea to share with you, and that is to simply drink water. Drink water. And, and, and I know what you're thinking. I know what you're saying. Well, we already, we already know that. We hear that. We've, we've heard that before. And, and I'm in, I am. I'm trying to do a little less of caffeine, a little less of Coke, and a little more of, a little more of water. But I would say, I'd say there's one other thing to add to that. It's not just about drinking water, because that is something that will help you with your health. But there's something even more specific, and that's, that's when you drink water. And so I want to I just share with you that the, the best way to get healthy by drinking water is to drink water Drink water first. First thing in the morning when you get up 
is the best time to drink water, before you put anything else in your stomach. And there's some surveys, there's some studies, uh, some science behind this. Uh, it tells us that not only when you drink water is it good for you, but when you drink water first, it helps weight loss, it helps improve metabolism, it helps strengthen immune system. Basically, when you rinse out some of that stuff that's just kind of settled in your stomach, gets that out, it gives your stomach the opportunity to do the work that it's supposed to do. It inhibits kidney stones, it increases skin radiance, and it increases shine and hair texture <laughs> for, for at least some of us. Increases hair texture, right? So those are the things that, that by drinking water first, you, you will get the benefit from. Okay, so, so that's, that's something that hopefully if... If getting healthy is on your list, this is one thing that you can do and one way you can do it that will help you this year physically. Now, I have something else that I want to offer to you. Something else that, that, that not just physically, but emotionally, relationally, financially, socially will help you. One, one thing, one thing that will help you a lot. In fact, one thing that will literally change all of those other things. And that is, and that's prayer. And again, I, I, I think maybe by speaking to a, an audience that mostly is Christian believers, followers of Christ, we would say, yeah, we, we get that. We understand how important prayer is. We, we, we know that it's something that we, we ought to do. And, and, and I would say that we wouldn't argue about the priority of it, but here's, here's what I've understood about priorities in my life and as I've worked with other people. Having prayer as a priority doesn't always lead to prayer as a practice. If I were to say to a Christian, do you think prayer should be a priority of your life? Oh, absolutely. Well, how often do you pray? Well, you know, I, 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 try, to, you know, I try to pray in the morning. Sometimes I forget. What, and, then, and then maybe when I have devotions, I, but, but I don't always do it. And so we may have it as a priority, but it may not necessarily be a practice. It may not be a practice. And so I, I want to talk a little bit more about that because of all the things that Jesus taught his disciples, of all the things that he taught them, Prayer is the only thing that they ask him to teach them. The only thing that they came out and said, Jesus, of all these other things that you've been teaching us, we are really, really interested in this prayer thing. Would you teach us, would you teach us this? I mean, I mean, let me just be honest with you. If I were, if I were one of the disciples, sure, prayer is important, and we saw in, in, in Scripture, the disciples saw in, in, in real life the power of prayer in Jesus' life. But, but for, for, for me... I, I, prayer would be one, but I would also, hey, I, I want to know how to heal the blind guy. I, I'm blind in my left eye, and I have to be honest, it'd be, it, 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 it would just be something that I would be, <laughs> I'd be very interested in. Jesus, you, you healed blind Bartimaeus. And tell me exactly how you did, because I'd like to heal. I know it's kind of selfish, but I'd like to heal myself. I'd like to know how you did that. Or maybe walking on the water. I mean, I love the outdoors. I love fishing. And I, and I think to myself, wow, how convenient would that be to be able to walk on the water, not to have to take a boat, not have to buy gas. I could just walk out to the middle grounds and fish. Or, or maybe this one. What about feeding the 5,000? We heard last week Warren sharing about this story, about this incredible story of miracle. All of us have come through the holiday season, and, and maybe as we are headed into uh, another, headed into Easter, maybe headed into the summer, and headed into some family reunions, we would say to Jesus, "Hey, it would sure be nice if you could teach us how to feed the five thousand. We've got a big family, right? And we could save a lot of money if you could help me to multiply some of this food. So, so maybe there would be some other things. But this is the one thing: prayer is the one thing that they ask Jesus to teach them about. And I would say. Make this one thing, this, this prayer thing, make it the first thing. Make it the first thing. In other words, pray first. Don't just make it a priority, but move it to the top of your list. When, when I face something in my life, when I come up against a, a, a mountain, an issue, a problem, I, I tend to act first and ask second. I, I tend to see a problem, and I, and I know that God is on my side, and I know that He's available, and I know that He wants me to pray to Him, but I, I have to admit that I, I typically will act first and ask second. But I believe that God wants us to flip those things. I think He wants us to ask first and act second. I'm more of a fixer, if you will, than a faither. Probably not really a word, but just so that we can understand, a lot of us are fixers. We call people to get help. We reach out. We try to figure out how to make it happen. And a lot of times we, even though we know God is for us and God with us and wants to be part of the solution, we jump in 
we jump in first instead of offering our faith to Him and trusting Him with it. And I think we would do ourselves a favor as we head into this 2023, just eight days in, to begin to change some of that so that instead of acting first, we begin to ask first, faith first. Because there is, let's be real, there is a firstness to our faith. There is a real desire that God has in all the things that Scripture teaches us for us to put our faith first and act in faith first. For, for instance, Matthew 6.33 says, but seek first his kingdom of God. Whatever else you may do, whatever else might be involved, whatever else your part of the solution might be, the Bible says that we are to, to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. I mean, even think about worshiping on the first day. We worship on on Sunday, and we worship on Sunday because it's the first day of the week. We worship on Sunday because it's become a tradition because Jesus was resurrected on the first day of the week. There's a firstness to it. Give the first. When we talk about giving and surrender and giving of our tithes and offerings, we talk about the first. Now, Malachi says, bring the whole tithe, which means 10%, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house, and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. See if I will not open for you the windows of heaven, pour out for you a blessing until it overflows. And what Scripture is telling us is that, is that we, are, we are called to bring a tithe, we're called to bring a 10%. But it's not just that. As we look at the other scripture that has to do with what we give, it talks about first fruits. So it's not just 10%, it's our first 10%, the first 10%. So pray first. Pray first is the idea that I want us to talk about. And I want us to think about this in terms of what are, what are the reasons that we would pray first? I mean, we know prayer is important. It ought to be on the list. It's a priority. But why does it matter that we put it to the top? Why does it matter that we pray pray first. And so I, I want to answer that. And before I answer that, I, I want to pray. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity for us to look at your word, to look at your will, and maybe discover a new way of praying, not just acknowledging its importance, but prioritizing it to the top of the list so that we start there. We start before anything else happens in our lives, before we try to fix anything. And I pray that you would use this as an opportunity to draw us close to you, help us to live in such a way in 2023 that it will be different than 2022, that it will be better, be stronger, and be closer to you in Jesus' name. Amen. So four reasons to pray first. Four reasons to pray first. Number one, uh, prayer changes your life. Prayer changes your life. Obviously, one of the reasons that prayer is a priority in a Christian's life is because we realize how powerful it is, and we realize that it truly changes our life. And I would just say at, at the beginning uh, um, of 2023, as we look back on 2022, some of you who are part of church experience have, have lived through 2022 as a, as a belonger to church experience, but you haven't stepped into that, that, next, that next relationship with Jesus, which is not just belonging to a church, but, but believing in Him and allowing Him to come into your life and to change you. And I want to encourage you to move from 2022 into 2023, not just, not just really looking for a different year, but looking for a different you. And I've got some good news. I know where that different you is. That different you is in a relationship with Christ, and it starts by praying first. And in, in fact, it starts with your first prayer. It starts with your first prayer. Your first prayer as a belonger to become a believer is simply Simply this, forgive me. I surrender my life. Make me new. Because prayer changes things. And if we're going to head into a new year and experience a new me, a new you, some of us who don't know Christ yet, haven't allowed him to come into our lives, need to invite him in and not just pray first, but allow this to be your first prayer. The Bible says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. It's new creation has come as the old is gone and the new, the new is here. Romans says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So, so I, would, I, I would say, let's just stop right now and, and give you an opportunity to, to not just pray first, but to pray your first prayer. If you're here today and you, you, you don't know, you don't know the Lord, you know about him, you've learned from him, you're connected to church 
experience. You love the people here, but you haven't come into a relationship with Christ. I, I want to invite you to do that right now. And so I'm just going to pray a quick prayer, and I'm going to invite you to pray along with me. Lord, thank you for this day. Forgive me for my sins. I surrender my life. Come and make me brand new. Let me start a new year as a new me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Praying first changes your life. But you've got to start with your first prayer. Now, there's another group of people here who, who maybe in 2022 became believers, maybe in 2019, 2010. You've been following God. You've been serving Him. You've been living for Him. But now you find yourself as 2023 headed into it, and you find that there's been some things that have disconnected you from, from God. From God. The Bible says that sin separates us from God. And, and, and so this passage of Scripture is for you. This is a passage of Scripture that talks about how important confession is for us, how important this prayer is for us because it changes our lives. It, it, it restores our relationship back with God. The Bible says if we confess our sins, and by the way, John is writing to the church. This isn't written to Christian or non-Christians or, or just belongers. This is written to believers. And so John writes, if we confess our sins... He's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So if you're here and you're listening today and you know that there's been something that's come into your life that shouldn't be there and it separated you from what God wants from you, I want you to again to pray first before we even move through the other reasons, before we even move into the, the rest of this talk, is that you stop right now and you say, God, I confess my sins. So let's do that. Father, thank you again for this opportunity, and I pray for all the believers, including myself today. I pray that if there's anything in my life, there's anything in anyone else's life, that we would confess that, that we would ask your forgiveness, and that you would cleanse us, and we could, we could move on and move to the places and become the people that you want us to be in 2023. We confess that in Jesus' name. Amen. Pray first. And really, that's an idea of praying now, right? Praying now, it just not just putting it as a priority, but allowing it to be something that happens in our lives whenever we need it, simply to reach out to Him, because prayer changes things. The second thing is is that is that we pray first because because prayer gets God involved. It gets God involved. It invites God into our situation. It doesn't inform God. It's not like God is up there and we have to tell Him a bunch of details about what's going on. It's not that He's out of touch. He knows what's going on. But for some reason, and like a lot of people, I've asked this question too, well, if God already knows what's going on, why do I have to ask? I don't know. All I know is that that's what Scripture teaches us, is that we are to tell Him that we need Him. We are acknowledged that we... <laughs> We can't do it on our own. It doesn't inform God, but it involves God. It gets, him, it gets Him involved in our lives. The Bible says if God is for us, who can be against us? And here's something you need to know about 2023. You're going to face some big things. You're going to face some struggles. You're going to face some issues. You're going you're to face some things where you need something bigger than them. In other words, you'll face some things that are bigger than you, so you better be connected to someone bigger than them. That's it. You're going to. So you need to have a connection with God. And you need to pray first when situations happen and invite God and involve God in the situation. So when I was in elementary school, I loved to, I loved to play football. Now, I wasn't, I wasn't six foot two like I am now. I was more like two foot six. And when we would play football, I would be picked last and usually wouldn't play a lot, and when I did play, I would usually get pounded into the ground. Until one day, my hero came along. His name was Dana Key, and Dana came along. I'll never forget. He was an interesting guy, big guy, loved football, great football player. I was always curious about him because his eyes were always red. He always smelled a little bit like burnt rope, and he always was eating Doritos. And so I don't know all of the history with him, but all I know is that for whatever reason, he took this two-foot-six elementary kid under his wing. He saw what was going on. And I'll never forget, our, our strategy was really simple. He would come out and, and he would pick me as part of his team. Nobody else would pick me. He'd pick me as part of his team. And then he would say, here's our strategy, Phil. Here's our strategy. Here's what I want you to do. When the ball is hiked, we're going to get the ball to you. And I want you to hang on to the ball. 
and then I want you to hang on to my belt. I'm like, what? What now? He said, here's what's going to happen. Ball's going to be hiked. We're going to get the ball to you. I want you to hang on to it, hang on to the ball, but I want you to reach around, and I want you to grab the back of my belt, and I just want you to hang on for, for all you're worth. I said, okay. All right, we'll see how it goes. So the ball's hiked. I get the ball. I hang on to the ball. I hang on to Dana's belt, and Dana takes off running. Dana takes off running, and for a while I could keep up with him, and then, then I couldn't, and somewhat like a tail on a kite, I'm kind of fluttering behind him, and I can hear grunts and groans, and I can see bodies flying around, and we make it to the end zone, touchdown. Touchdown. What I realize as an elementary student is something that, that you need to realize, that we need to realize, and that is, I was the smallest on the field, but Dana was the biggest on the field. And he is the reason I was able to win. He was the, the reason that I was able to succeed. So as you head into 2023, you should pray first because when you pray first, you involve and invite God into the situations of your life, the, the big situations, the struggles of your life. The third thing, the third reason that we pray first, not just pray, but pray first, is when we pray, it acknowledges the battle acknowledges the battle. Inviting God in does that somewhat, but I, I want to highlight this just a little bit. There's a lot more going on here than what's going on here. Let me say that again. There, there, whatever is happening in your life is a relationship as a husband, wife, mom, dad, son, daughter, single, senior, co-worker, whatever the case may be, when something happens and there's a struggle, I just want you to know there's more going on here than what's going on here. And here's what I mean. The Bible says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms. There's a spiritual battle going on here, and while we can see certain things, there are certain things we can't. See, and we need to realize that the reason that we pray and the reason that we pray first is it acknowledges this battle that we are in. I don't know what you're facing today, but I guarantee what you think you're facing is not all that you're facing. According to Scripture, there's a lot of other things that are going on in your life, and what you might think is an attack from your spouse might be an, an attack from a dark place. What you think might be rebellion from your teenager might be something else. And we need God involved. We need to acknowledge the battle. We need to pray first. And then finally, we pray first because prayer calms us down. We pray first because prayer calms us down. Philippians says, don't be anxious, right? Calm down. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In this day and age where anxiety is rampant, and it's hard for us all to calm down and to stay calm, the Bible's very clear about this idea that, that, that we are not to be anxious about anything, but in everything, everything, right? That's why we pray first in everything, every situation, we're to ask God and his peace will guard our hearts. In other words, if we, were to, if we were to look at this kind of as a mantra with all of this, pray first, pray now, pray always. This is where Paul comes up with this, this term, pray without ceasing. We never kind of hang up the phone on God. It's just left on the table so that when we need him, we reach out and we call on him. Because here's the truth, right? Most of our bad decisions are because we reacted instead of responding. That's really the way it is. When we, when we talk about police officers and we talk about firefighters, we call them first responders, right? First responders, because we don't want them reacting to a fire. We don't want them reacting to a criminal. We want them in control of a fire. We want them in control of a criminal. We want them to not react, but we want them to respond. So let me explain what I mean by that. A responder takes control of a situation, Right? And a reactor is controlled by the situation. 
So I know there's been a lot of times in my relationships with different people that I've reacted or overreacted or underreacted instead of responding in the right way, instead of having a plan, instead of understanding who I am and what the relationship and who God is, instead of responding, I have reacted. Because here's what reaction does. Something happens, okay? An issue happens. We talked about some of the big things that may show up in 2023, whatever they might be. When those show up, we have two choices. We can react, which, which really we start with panic, okay? This is big, I'm in trouble, everything's out of control, and then we proceed out of that fear. Never good. Never good. That's a reaction. What about a responder? Something happens, okay, this is how it works, this is what we want a police officer, this is what we want a firefighter, our first responder to do. Something happens and you pause, you process what's going on, you plan, here's what I'm going to do based on training and understanding and what you're supposed to do. You pick a plan, and then you proceed much better. Reaction versus responding. Now, think about this. Think about this. If we can get to the place in our lives where we pray first, okay, we pray first, then when we are responding, right in the middle of this pause, we pray. It doesn't have to be a long prayer, it doesn't have to be a big prayer, it doesn't have to use big words, it doesn't have to be complicated, but it has to be a prayer that simply says, God, I need you. Help me in my life. Help me to do the right thing. As I pause and I begin to process and I begin to plan and I begin to proceed, think of how different your relationships would be if you could, if you could literally be on pause patrol to slow things down enough and to stop and to make sure that you involve God, acknowledging the battle, allowing Him to calm you down so that you say and you do the right things in a relationship. The relationship that you have with yourself as a person, the decisions that you're going to make about your career, about your life. What about the decisions that you make as a husband or wife, as a partner? What about the decisions that you need to make as a parent? What, when, when, when certain things happen and your kids do certain things and you react and you can pause and kind of slow down and say, God, I need you to help me. And then you get it right. Because now you, have, now you have involved God. And now He is helping you to say and do the right things. Think of how different 2023 could be if we could institute this new, and I'll just call it a habit. It's a discipline. Prayer is a discipline. But praying first is even more of a discipline. Not just, again, understanding its priority, but putting it, in, putting it into practice. One other passage I want to share is, is a passage, another passage from Paul. Think about this. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Paul is giving us this idea of praying first and praying now and praying always. He's saying, look, whatever it is, on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests, that means big prayers, long prayers, short prayers, happy prayers, sad prayers, about everything in your life. Pray, pray first. Think about how 2023 could be so different if, again, we not only pick up and work on the habit and discipline of prayer, but we put it, we put it at the beginning and we pray first. How different of moving that up in our list of priorities and our list of practices. And January 15, 2009, Flight 1549 was, was taking off, and at 100 seconds into the flight, it hit a flock of Canadian geese, which took out both engines. Some of you may remember the story, may have even seen the movie. Captain Sully, at that point, at that point, moved something that was 15th on the list of things to do in that kind of emergency all the way to number one. He did something that normally would have, would have taken several steps to get to, but he moved it all the way up to number one, and that was to start what's called the APU, which is Auxiliary Power Unit. The engines were out, which meant that all of the controls, everything was shutting down, but by turning that one source of power back on, he got control of the plane. And you remember the story, right? They landed in the Hudson River, and all of the passengers survived. Why? Because, because he knew, he knew that it wasn't just a priority, but it was something that needed to be practiced and it needed to be done first. So what about you? What are the, what are the things that you need to pray for 
first as we move into 2023. Not just pray about, but pray first and pray now and pray always. My hope today is that you would again not only understand the importance of prayer, but the importance of praying first. Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to to share your word. And I pray that this would be not only an encouragement, not something that just challenges us, but something that will really change our behaviors this year so that in every conversation we pray first. In every situation we pray first. Whether it's good or bad, we pray first. And I pray that you would work in our lives, Lord. I pray that you would do what only you can do. I pray that you would change our lives. I pray that you would involve yourself in the issues of our lives. I pray that you would help us to acknowledge the battles of our lives. And I pray that you would calm us down to get it right. In Jesus' name, amen. Before our usher teams come forward to receive our tithes and offerings and response cards, here's a few important things happening with our CE family. We can't wait to celebrate our eight-year anniversary as a collective church family next Sunday, January 15th. Although every campus has a different launch date, Church Experience is one church with many experiences, and we are celebrating our collective eighth anniversary as a church. It's going to be an amazing Sunday you don't want to miss. No matter what gifts you have or what area of ministry you are passionate about, there's always a place for you to serve at Church Experience. There are many opportunities available and it's easy to get connected. To get more information on how you can be involved with one of our serving teams, check the server teams bubble on the back of your response card. New relationships and great ministry impact awaits. As our usher teams come forward to collect our response cards and receive our tithes and offerings, God is our provider and he is the owner of all that he has entrusted to us. Has God provided extra income, a raise, or some other provision you haven't thanked him for yet? As we enter the new year, let this be the best year for money management yet. Start on the foundation spoken of all throughout the Bible of setting aside your tithes and offerings for God first. Proverbs 3, 9 and 10 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Thank you for your generosity to the Lord given through the church to build God's kingdom here and beyond. We are making an eternal investment. Thank you for being on mission with us to help more people experience a full life in Jesus Christ. I was buried beneath my shame Who could carry that kind of weight It was my turn Till I met you I was breathing but not Alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my turn till I met you. You called my name and I ran out of that grave.
I love today's impacting service. You may have personally made a commitment during the service. Please reach out to us. Also, if you have questions, comments, prayer requests, go to churchexperience.tv, connect, or scan the QR code on the screen. I personally love to stay connected by staying up to date on CE social media, Instagram, Facebook, website, or app. It's been great to share another special service with our CE family. I look forward to seeing you again next week. Having a great week.